What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dean Dome Sports. This is Mike Dean, the Dean and the Dome. Anyway, I'm going to go right into what I'm talking about. I got you some, uh, I'm going to give you what I believe should be done in college. I do not like the current system in place. Haven't since the BCS and then did not like this system when it was first announced after the BCS. And then after that, and then I'll give you my proposal to fix it. And then after that, I'll give you my system that I've developed, similar to the DFS system in Fantasy Golf on DraftKings and FanDuel, but I'm going to give you my football system for the NFL, picking the DFS, FanDuel, and DraftKings NFL. And their picks, and some of the picks that I'm kind of looking at this week, coming up for uh, in a few hours. So let's get into it. Uh, we college football playoff was announced last week after your many conference championship games. Really, only what anybody was paying attention to though was the SEC championship and the Big Ten championship. And because of that, you know, you had Alabama, Georgia. And pretty much from what everybody was saying going in, didn't really matter who won or lost that game. That both teams were going to wind up being in the playoff. I mean, which is kind of right anyway. They're the, you know, two of the top five teams in the country. So, and, you know, whether, I guess if Alabama had lost, then they might have been out of the picture with two losses. So that guy... I guess that was going to have everybody all up in arms because finally Alabama was going to be out of the playoff and Georgia was going to get in. Undefeated, too, by the way. But uh, then you have Cincinnati as the, uh, I guess, the team next door that nobody's really talking about because they're in a not so great major conference and who do they play they play teams with the likes of like army and stuff like that so i mean maybe navy one you know maybe even both but uh and then you have michigan who won the big 10 uh, championship um but again and and this seems to be the pattern every year that you pretty much have your top two SEC teams every year in the big in this fourteen playoff, and you have your Big Ten champion, and then it's either a team like Cincinnati or maybe if it maybe it's Notre Dame if they're ever really any good in that year, or you know another you know maybe like a a UC USC UCLA sort of deal and Pac ten, but it's always it's always the same conferences involved and you have 10 major conferences in division one I, I still call it division one because you know the fcs fbs nonsense is confusing who you know which one is it but but you have 10 major conferences that so then you have 10 games the same week two weeks ago that did the Conference championship games. So, 
my proposal against this 14, I, I never, I have not watched a single college football playoff since this was implemented and since the BCS. Because honestly, I think it's a cop out. The NCAA showed, they, 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 they didn't want to divert from the bowl games, but they, but in order to facilitate this, they included two bowl games anyway as your games prior to the championship. So, I mean, why not, exp- why not expand it to involve every major conference? Okay? So, every major, you know, the 10 major conferences plays a championship game. With generally, their top two teams in that conference meeting each other. So, whoever wins those games, have those 10 teams in the playoff. And then have six... To make it a, a full 16-team playoff, then have six of your best teams after. So then that would include a Cincinnati if they're undefeated. It would include a Notre Dame if they're undefeated and have one loss. It would include, say, if Alabama had lost this SEC championship game, then they can probably would still be in the playoff as one of your six extra teams because they would still be ranked in the top 16. So I think I believe that my my proposal would would encompass every team every championship team in the in the major conferences and your six best teams after and you wouldn't have any kind of real controversy because if you did, you would be probably talking about the team that is ranked 16 or 17. Instead, now, where, you know, you have teams that think they should have been involved in this playoff, ranked 5th, 6th, 4th, maybe even. You know, you have top 10 teams that think they... they should still be playing right now instead of just sitting at home doing nothing with a you know after a 12 game 13 game schedule this is supposed to now be basically the NFL minor league anyway because you are now paying the athletes athletes are now being paid as almost basic professionals so if if you're already going to have this be the basic minor league of the NFL because you're, all of the players that you draft are coming from college, not from another league, per se. Then why not make it a true minor league? Why not make it this 16-game playoff so that when the winner goes through this gauntlet of games, and they're going to be a gauntlet of games, going to play a good team every freaking week for four weeks, they will then have completed a 17-game schedule, which will prepare these players for a 17-game schedule once, once they are drafted by an NFL team. And then, you know, the argument I keep getting is, all right, how, how many of these 16, because I, I, I posted a, a thing where the top 16 in the uh, – the writers vote 
it would be it was basic proposal of this would be your 16 team playoff at the top 16 teams that were voted on by the AP AP writers you know played each other and so the you know I could get no how many of these 16 teams would actually win the champion well who knows that's why you play them that's why you play the games why cop out and just ah you know we'll stop at 4 it's stupid the other three, the other, the other four divisions of college have a legit playoff. Some probably even go to like thirty-two teams, I'd think. And it's legit. There is no controversy once you complete those gauntlet of games that you get a true national champion every fucking time. And there's no like, there's there's zero controversy involved with it. No, there's no nobody. Out there say, oh, well, well this team should should be the national champion because they're better than the team that went through four four or five playoff games. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Oh, and the the, the whole argument with about uh, you got to include all the bowl games because they bring money. Make the playoff games the bowl games. Then you know you got the pool on weed eater bowl still probably. Which has two teams barely five hundred playing each other. Make that make make one of the first round games that game, and that'll be you'll have two better teams in, you know, involved in it. And if you still want to have bowl games beyond the playoff, and you still want to have five hundred teams, you know, teams that are barely five hundred playing each other, go ahead. You know, let, let them get their participation trophy. I'm talking about a real legit playoff that I would be interested in. I just I, I just think the NCAA is copping out. I think, you know, everybody that's for it is copping out. You know you want to you want to decide a legit champion, do it on the field and not just two games to get to get there. Do it four games to get there. You'll get a legit champion every freaking time. And there won't be any controversy. Well. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my proposal. I think it would work. I mean, you could tweak it here and there, you know, a certain way. If you don't want to go 16, maybe go 12, you know. Still involved, though, the 10 conference champion game winners. Still involved that. And I'd say, and I still say that, you know, you're going to have upsets in those scenarios. The extra six would cover those upsets when they happen. That's just, you know, it's just my thinking, you know. And until it happens, I'm not going to watch. They're not going to get. A, a second viewing pleasure out of my eyes. Because that, that I feel this way tremendously, and I will not waver. You, you can have all your arguments you want. I will not concede. You, you won't tell me, you won't tell me, you won't get me to say uncle in this one. I believe I'm right. Now to move on, away from that. I think I made my point crystal clear here. 
So uh, my first ever podcast, I gave you my, I I think I called it my DFS fantasy golf advice. I I put together a system that I use whenever I play FanDuel or DraftKings for uh, fantasy golf. I gave you what I do step by step. And I have won, I'm, I'm, I've won a decent amount of, of money playing fantasy golf. You can ask my buddy Pete. I, I, I regularly, if I can, show him, you know, my lineups and, and whatnot. And then, you know, sure enough, somehow I find a diamond in the rough that usually, you know, finishes top 10 or so. It. And on the you know on the rare occasion I'm able to pick like the, the the person that wins, and that's usually you know if you do that usually you wind up winning a little bit of money. My system for football is similar, and my first couple pieces of advice for those. Now, if you're a seasoned person that's played DraftKings or FanDuel, I'm sure you have your own system that you use that works for you, maybe. And, well, maybe not. If it works. if it doesn't work for you, whatever. I've come up with a, a, a system that I've used now for this season. And I think maybe all but one week, I believe, in either DraftKings or FanDuel or even both, I have been able to come out winning instead of just losing. So it's a real, it's actually kind of a real similar system to golf that I that I have employed. So I have a few rules. My first rule, and it's one of the most important. Only bet what you can afford to lose. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to go on DraftKings or FanDuel and, you know, they say deposit, but you're basically taking money out of your account to go on there. I'm not going, I'm not doing $50, $100 at a time. I'm, I'm doing... You know, basic money, you know, you know, maybe the most probably doing a taking out maybe 25 bucks. And then when I play, I'm probably not going more than five or 10. So I'm only betting what I can afford to lose. That's one. Two, number two, and most important, and it's what I do on the golf as well. And I can't stress this enough. So, all right, you you you've go, you've signed up for FanDuel, DraftKings, and you've deposited whatever amount of money you, you you've taken out of your account, and that's the money you use. Then you go in, you know, you're going into NFL, and there's a whole slew of list of different type of games at different type of values. Most importantly, and and I'm going to probably guess most of people that are going to be listening to this and wanting to play are not seasoned veterans at playing FanDuel or DraftKings. So look at the 
the, the name of the league or whatever that, that you're going to play. And look for in parentheses where it says single entry. Very important. Because if you play these multiplayer games... That means that guys can put in however many total, you know, lineups. Like they can put in like 50 lineups if they want. And they do. There are pros that play these games. And they take advantage of the rules in order to help themselves win. Single entry means they can only do one entry. That Evens the playing field all the way throughout. That way you are not muddled by all these damn pros putting in 50 lineups, 100 lineups. You'll see in those multiplayers on the bottom left corner how many minimum lineups they could put in. And sometimes it goes all the way up to like 150. Don't play those. Don't. And once you do once you do all that, once you go into single entry, you're now charged with having to pick the players you want to play. So for the NFL, DraftKings, and FanDuel, I pick your quarterback first. Why? Because the quarterback gets you the most points. Always. It's the most important position. So, look at the the dollar values. I try not to go with the most expensive quarterback most times because you will then have trouble filling out the rest of your lineup with comparable type talent at the other positions. Go maybe further down. Try try and go with maybe what you think is the best matchup that that quarterback faces. And go from there. Next, pick your defense next. The defense will be your cheapest valued position that you fill out. What that helps you do is that will later on help you get top, top or tier, the toppest tier players at the end by going defense next. And again, you know, you know, in that realm, you know, pick what you think defense, you know, what matchup you think, what defense you think will have success that day. Pretty straightforward. Next, pick tight end. So after you pick quarterback defense, what will happen is basically on most occasions, the average dollar per average amount per player at the bottom, it will show you a number. Generally, you will be below Travis Kelsey at this point. Travis Kelsey is always the most expensive tight end if as long as he's not on a buy. Um. After that, for the most part, you will get the pick, the pick of the litter of the tight ends. You know, maybe you'll, it'll, it'll, 
that average will go down to like, you know, that where it where that falls will be like three or four, your third or fourth best. So at that point, I still like to try and go as cheap as possible so that I can get better wide receivers and running backs later. Um and if you find one, you know, way down the list in the dollar values, and you think he's going to have a good day, you go with him. Um, and it's all about basically filling out this this roster is all about maybe trying to find the players that not everybody else will pick. You want to you want to stand out. All right, next. Now you you've got quarterback, defense, tight end. What's left will be a flex position, three wide receivers, two running backs. Start with your cheapest wide receiver next. And what I do is uh, that dollar value at the bottom that says average amount per player that's left. I like to start at one grand below that. And go from there. Um, If you can go further down. Sometimes then you you wind up possibly being ahead of the game. And I'll have an example of that later when I give you my picks. But uh, usually usually you're not able to go so cheap because, you know, when you get down past that 1,000 under your average, you're generally talking about guys that, you know, probably aren't even really starting. Guys that, you know, your slot receivers and such. Um, so next pick the next wide receiver and again, start at a thousand below the the next amount after you pick the cheapest generally should go up and you start, you know, getting into your, maybe like number two wide receivers, maybe your wide, your number one wide receivers on really bad teams or something. Okay. And then you pick him. Next, you pick your cheapest running back. Same thing. Go start at 1,000 below what that number is for your average per player. For the most part, you're probably looking at your maybe if there's a running back by committee deal going on. Maybe it's your, your number two running backs on really good teams. Or it's your number one running backs on really bad teams. But if they have a good matchup, you might want to run with them. Okay, next. All right. Next, you will have your flex, your your top wide receiver, top running back. So pick your flex next. And whatever the average is, work with that. Whatever the average price per player is left, start there. And you work your way down. So, and that'll always be, you know, your flex is always a running back, wide receiver, tight end. At this point, you may have positioned yourself with doing my system by having Travis Kelsey available at whatever dollar amount he is. If that is the case, pick him. Every time, pick him, just plug him in. Next, you'll pick wide receiver, your top wide receiver. And at that point, you know, you have two positions left. 
and your average per player will be up to a certain amount. Go with that amount. And if you're right on the money and you like that player there, go with them. If not, go down a little bit. That'll allow you to get a pretty good running back at the end. At whatever dollar value amount is left. With this system that I'm giving you, and, and every step, I have won over 500 bucks this football season employing this strategy. And again, and that's by using dollar amounts of $5. I think the most I've played, the, the, the highest dollar amount I've played in any is, uh, is like, a, I think, a $25 one in both DraftKings and FanDuel. And I actually wound up doubling my money on that. So it, if, if you get lucky, you, you, you tend to get a decent amount of return doing that so now for today my draft king uh, for draft kings for example I rolling could have rolled with a bear I, I just like Bridgewater at that price against Detroit. Uh, again, it's in Denver, and they're playing Detroit. Detroit's coming off winning their first game. So I'm thinking that they're going to have a, a little bit of a letdown. They're going to be playing at high elevation. I could see this being a pretty good Denver game, you know, offensively. And I, you know that's why I'm going Bridgewater. Plus, he's inexpensive. He's at five thousand seven hundred. It's going to allow me to get better players later on. So off of that, I then went with the Chargers defense against the Giants, who are rolling out Jake Fromm as the quarterback. I I I mean I I almost see maybe a shutout happening, especially since it's in in in, in L. A. Again, they don't have the greatest defense in the world, but I mean, the Giants, uh, Giants, Giants are a mess, and I think the Giant, I think the Chargers should be able to roll against them. So with that, cheapest wide receiver, Jameson Crowder for the Jets, forty seven hundred on DraftKings going against New Orleans. Elijah Moore, it was put on injured reserve. Jamison Crowder, I mean, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis are both out. It's basically Jamison Crowder and Jamison Crowder all day against the Saints, who are not New Orleans, usually on the road. That team can be had. Um, I think I think the Jets are going to – I think Jamison Crowder is going to have one of the days where he gets like 12 catches, 120 yards – Maybe a touchdown or two. I think he'll have a good game. Um, then I rolled with Cortland Sutton at 5,300. Thinking along the lines of, you know, having Teddy Bridgewater and throwing him. Um, I just, you know, I think Detroit can be had here in this situation. And Cortland Sutton at 5,300 seems to be a, a pretty cheap, safe pick, I'd say. 
Uh, so then I went with Javante Williams at 5,900, again with Denver. Again, thinking, you know, 30th worst, the 30 ranked 30th against the run. Javante Williams has been pretty, pretty good the last few couple weeks. I, you know, they're going to look to run, run the ball down their throat and all day and be probably ahead. So... Then my flex along the lines of my system that I gave you, I'm able to grab the most expensive tight end on the board, Travis Kelsey, going against the team that is 31st against tight ends of the Raiders. I think it's a no-brainer right there. I think he's he's gonna have a tremendous game. Oh, and my tight end, Ricky Seals Jones, my regular tight end. I was able to get him at 3,600. He's replacing Logan Thomas. Heineke pretty much targets the tight end more than any 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 other position. And Dallas generally doesn't do well against tight ends. So I think Seals Jones is going to be a good play at 3,600. Top. My top wide receiver is going to be Terry McLaurin. I think Washington's going to be probably be behind most of this game. And Dallas's pass defense hasn't been that great lately. So, and McLaurin is if if he wasn't targeting, I mean, if Heineke wasn't targeting Logan Thomas, he was always targeting McLaurin next, or vice versa. So, I kind of have those two. As a package there. And then top running back. I probably could have gone more expensive players. There's a lot of more expensive players that are listed as out. So I went down and I went with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Who's had a pretty good couple games. And Vegas, the Raiders don't really do well against the run. So there there was some logic behind a lot of these picks for DraftKings. FanDuel, a little different this week. I'm rolling with Justin Herbert. You're able to probably, in FanDuel, you're going to see you're able to go with a lot more expensive players early on, early as you go. And then you're able to fill in with, you know, you're generally able to have a better lineup in FanDuel than, than DraftKings for the most part. So I'm rolling with Justin Herbert against the Giants, thinking that, you know, the Giants just are a dumpster fire right now, pretty much. Um... Uh, uh, yeah, again, with, went with Chargers defense against them. Uh, tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones. He's at 4500 Very cheap. Uh, Jameson Crowder, again, my cheapest wide receiver, 5500 Next, I rolled with Julio Jones at $6,500. Uh, he was just activated. The only other wide receiver of note is this guy Westbrook Akine? I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uh, I think if Julio's healthy, Tannehill's going to look for him a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, especially against Jacksonville. I think it's going to be a huge game. Second running back, my second running back, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. 
for the same reasons as DraftKings, but he, he was at 6,500. That brings me to the flex. Flex, I'm looking at Joe Mixon at 8,500 against the Niners at home. Mixon has been a workhorse. I think he's going to be a workhorse again. And the Niners are 21st against the run. So I think it's a good situation there. Next top wide out will be Stephon Diggs against Tampa Bay. There's a bit of risk here, but I believe Buffalo on the road will probably be behind for this. And I think Stephon Diggs will be seeing a lot of targets. And especially after that Monday night game, Buffalo's going to look to want to pass the ball quite a bit. Because they couldn't on Monday. And my top running back, Fournette, thinking that Tampa Bay is going to be ahead most of the game. They're going to be looking to run some clock as much as possible. And they're going to give the ball to Fournette. So, in closing, it's going to be a short podcast today. I just gave you my system, gave you some players to look at, roll with it. We're a half hour before kickoff. Do it up. This is Dean Doan Sports, and I am out.